Do you wish you had reliable whole food plant-based meals that were quick, simple, and actually tasted good? Would you like to find your new favorite healthy drinks, snacks, and desserts that make you smile big? Then you're going to love the Power on Plants cookbook. Inside, you'll find our family's favorite recipes that give us more time, more energy, and more joy every single day. Our clients taste tested these recipes and have given their rave reviews. And then I gathered them all up into one delicious collection just for you. Rich Alfredo sauce, creamy tomato soup, tasty burgers, mouth-watering dressings, nacho cheese sauce, brownie batter hummus, and so many more. You no longer have to choose between healthy and delicious. Grab your cookbook and all the current bonuses at poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook today. That's poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. Hey there, sunshine. Welcome to the Power on Plants podcast. We're your host, Jared and Anita Roussel, and we're absolutely head over heels for whole plant foods and helping you navigate this incredible plant-based journey. That's because our lives have been completely changed by plant-based goodness. We used to struggle every day with excess pounds and low energy, vascular disease, joint pain, and lack of sleep, just to name a few. And even though we're medical professionals, we still weren't getting practical answers that actually worked. So we dug into the research, we started living what we learned, and now we both have our lives back. And that's what we want for you too. The truth is you can do this and it's not hard. You just need a way that will bring real and lasting change. And that path, it has to be simple and enjoyable and it's got to be delicious too. So are you ready to live your life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place because living without limits, that's what Power on Plants is all about. So pull up your chair, grab a matcha latte and let's get started. Hello, sister. I'm so glad you're joining us today for the last episode in our five-part series, How to Energize So You Can Thrive in Your Personal and Your Professional Life. This is all about feeling like it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like 11 years ago, I just didn't feel like it. Like I had all these things I wanted to do with my family traveling, building a business, helping people. But, you know, you can have all the best tactical strategies and how to do those things. But if your body is not fueled well so that you can finally feel like doing them, how is anything ever going to change? And that's why Jared and I are so passionate about building this foundation of fueling your body rightly. Because if you don't have the right fuel, Jared always uses the car analogies, right? It works. That's what I'm saying. I, and I'm not a car guy, but you would think so. But it, it works. You got any football analogies for us? Because you're not a football guy either. But no. I'm wondering if you have some football. I, you got to think on that. You might can I, I bring would, it next I would. Week. The car's just too easy because you've got this beautiful car, but if it has no fuel, it's not going to take you anywhere. You can have the awesomest Honda Odyssey van with uh, you know, a fourth oh, no. extra. You what? can tell what phase in life we are. The awesomest Honda Odyssey van. Right. That's what with the fourth four row kids. seat, which they don't make, but you know, I'm dreaming. So. <laughs> you can have that, but if it doesn't have the right fuel... It's never going to take your family to mm-hmm. that dream vacation. And you made a comment that if it doesn't have fuel, it's the right fuel. Because if, if it has some kind of fuel in it, but it's not the right fuel and it doesn't make you feel good, it could still have fuel in it, just not the right fuel. 
Well, I could put diesel on a gasoline engine. And yeah. it has. You're right. It has fuel in it, but I, I don't think it's going to get not, anywhere. Not get very I far. I just don't think it's going to work. Mm-mm. I think it's going to mess up. And and it's it's going to be like the car version of where you were when yeah. you couldn't even get off the couch to climb up the flight of stairs. It's not a pretty version. I'm just saying. Like, it's not something I want anybody to ever have to go through. But if you are there, I, you know, I read somebody this week. She had written a post in one of the sites online. I don't know. It came up on my Facebook feed or something. And she was talking about, and it, I felt like I was watching myself. You know, she had just hit 40. She was totally exhausted, didn't know what to do. And my heart ached for her because I thought, what in the world? She's got to get out of that place and have somebody show her the steps to take because otherwise it's just so overwhelming. You don't know what to do. And it's like you always say, you don't know what you don't know. But once you do know, then you have a choice. Then you can break free from the health struggles that are holding you back. And sometimes it's just framing that right mindset, like in episode number 179. If you haven't listened to the first in this series, go back right now and start at 179 because we walk you through the five foundational keys for this, for succeeding in thriving in your personal and professional life by energizing and healing your body naturally with whole plant foods. It is so simple to do when you have the steps and have somebody who's gone that path before. And I just want everybody to understand that if you're in that place where you feel like there's no hope or I'm just so overwhelmed by all the information out there that's conflicting, sometimes you have to start with that mindset of it is possible. This does work. It works. It works. It works. And when you have the research to back it up and somebody who's walked it before and taken many clients through this journey to success in various health struggles, you know, they've gotten out of those. They've broken free from that. And now they experience food freedom. They don't have the cravings. They don't have the food, hang, what we call food hangovers. It has nothing to do with alcohol. It has everything to do with eating the wrong food. It's like if you eat turkey on Thanksgiving or a big, huge dinner on Thanksgiving, and then you just feel like you're going to pass out. And many people do pass out in their recliners, and that's like their idea of what Thanksgiving should be. But in reality, our meals don't do that to us anymore, and yours should not do that to you either. Because if it does, it's like eating a lead weight that's bogging you down and keeping you stuck where you are. And you can't move on to the next step. Well, I was just thinking, (laughs) again, a car (laughs) analogy, having a sludgy fuel line, if the fuel cannot make it. Now, of course, we're not talking about gas and we're talking about the blood flow, but oh, sludgy oil. There you go. Yeah. And it's not able to lubricate the engine. The engine can't run right. Well, that's Mm -hmm. what's happening in your body when you're eating one of these really heavy meals. Right. And like I've said before, I used to think that was the sign of a great meal. Yeah. I've I've had such a good meal. I've got to lay down and digest (laughs) it. And this is just the pinnacle of a meal experience. And that's how you measured it. And it was what? That's how you measured your meal. Oh, yeah. I thought you said the pain measured it. It's like, well, (laughs) that would apply too. There was probably some pain involved. But now, like you said, I don't have that anymore. Right. My food energizes me. It revitalizes me. It doesn't weigh me down. It doesn't tax my body to have to digest it. So I don't have it anymore. Yeah, that's like the shift I had at nighttime, you know, when I would just be dying to get into bed by like, well, noon or before. Just so tired, could not find the energy to do what I wanted to do and just frustrated by it all. And now it's late at night and I'm forcing myself to go to bed. Now I have to set my alarm to get into bed because I still have so much energy to get things done, which is a good thing. It's a totally different problem to have. It's just I have to make myself go to bed because... 
lack of sleep is also not good for your health. So, you know, things switch and it's a good thing. That's a very good thing. But today we're talking about step five, and that is simplified living. How do you make the real life situations that you find yourself in? We're just going to go through some of those today and just get you thinking because there are different situations you might find yourself in that are realistic, and you've got to know how to navigate those things. And those are the things that we take our clients through and just some things I want you to start thinking about today. So number one is, what do you do if you're the only one in your household who's eating this way? Or you want to bring your kids and spouse over to this way, what's a good way to transition that? Or what if your spouse is completely adamant about not doing it? You know, how do you make that work? Are you going to cook two, three separate meals? What have I always said about that? That it was insane. That I'm not what? (laughs) Do you know? Oh, you're not a short order chef. I'm not a short order chef. So pretty much what I'm cooking is what we're eating. And Jared and I have kind of had that same philosophy about what we put into our pantry and things like what we buy. It's what the kids have available. So if there's something I don't want them to eat and I'm frustrated, they're eating so much of it, especially at a young age, we just don't buy it. They don't have a car. They can't order something with a credit card online, like to get the junk food in. So when they're young is when you really can start framing and helping to guide them in right ways of what to eat. But let's say you didn't know that. Now your kids are teenagers. We have clients who have kids who are teens. Even Jared's sister has started living in Whole Food Plant Base, and her two girls are teenagers, and they have just wrapped their arms around this way of eating and get in the kitchen and make their own things. And they're all, all three of them say, this is the easiest thing. Like, why did I not know this existed? And I say the same thing. People get in their mind this idea that it's hard. That's a mindset shift. Back to episode 179. You start thinking, this is hard. No, it's just different. Once you learn how to do it, it is the easiest way to prep meals you ever have done or have ever thought of doing. She's never even cooked before. No, not until about a year, year and a half ago. She didn't cook. Her husband was the chef in the family. And so that was another aspect for this that was hard. Right. But like you said, it wasn't hard. It was just different. Mm -hmm. And I really love making that distinction because we associate certain things with the word hard. Mm -hmm. We will say it's hard without really ever thinking. But because we've labeled it that, we now in our mind feel like this is insurmountable. Right. This is climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. No, it's just different. It's just a different path. So you could you could be walking in the in the woods and you have two paths and you look at them you see both are pretty level they go to different places but they're both level is one necessarily harder than the other well from what you can see no they're just different now i would actually say that this is an easier pathway to go <laughs> but just trying to illustrate it's different and then if you can use that label then you just realize okay there're just a few new things i'm going to need to learn mm-hmm. and like you say implement And then as that becomes habit, then you learn a new thing Mm -hmm. and implement that. And before you know it, your life looks completely different. And it's just what you do. Now it's just like it used to be hard because it was what you didn't know. And now it's just how you live. And it just but I do agree with you. It is just easier, straight up easier. (laughs) It's easier. The cleanup is easier. The food prep is easier and faster. And it just tastes better. 
when you know how. You know, we've talked about this before, but we've heard people tell us they spend two, three hours a day in the kitchen prepping meals for plant-based. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, they just don't know. And this is a common problem. People start plant-based or start vegan, and they're trying to figure it all out on their own, and they're so overwhelmed. They don't know what to do, and so they just give up because they're spending all this time spinning their wheels trying to figure it out. And then trying recipes that don't taste good and all that. We're kind of getting off topic here because we could just go on and on about this. But I want you to think about, you know, their real life situations like Jared's sister, Lainey, you know, her husband doesn't eat whole food plant based. He loves the meals she's making. He tries them. He likes them. But he just has in his mind. He wants meat. He wants these certain things to eat. So he still eats those things. He just preps them. You know, maybe your husband would prep those things on their own and then just eat the main meal of what you have. There's so many different ways. That's just one way you can handle that as a family. And we have so many different ways that we talk about as well with our clients. But we want you to know these things are maneuverable. These are not deal breakers or game changers, so to speak, in a bad way. Like they're not going to stop you from your path. If you've decided you want to do this because you want to finally feel good, so that you can do all the things and live your life to the fullest, it is possible. You can do this, and this is not a deal breaker. And one of the reasons why we wanted to mention this is so that if you encounter it, it doesn't become a pitfall where you think, whoa, I didn't even see this coming. Right. Um, Now I'm stuck. Maybe this was a mistake. No, 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 not a mistake. Like you said, none of this is unfigureoutable. No. Well, not only are they not unfigure outable, they've already been figured out. Exactly. Already <laughs> been figured out. And so then what do you do if company's coming or you're going to someone's house or you're going to a picnic or a potluck at church or you're going to, you know, some function somewhere and you need to take something or somebody's coming over and you need to cook. So what do you do then? Well, you just take the tasty recipes you know and love because you have somebody who's going to show you how to do that or has already shown you how. If you haven't gotten the holiday guide and you're listening to this around the holidays and uh, get it, like if it's still available right now, go to poweronplants.com forward slash holidays, grab your holiday guide and you'll see what I'm talking about. Make the green bean casserole, make the spicy pecans that are a little sweet and spicy. They're delicious. You start making these types of foods. The mashed potatoes are amazing. I'll throw in a little hint, though. Use russets. That's my favorite for these mashed potatoes. But mashed potatoes, shepherd's pie, like all these different things you can make that just taste so good. They're as good, if not better. And honestly, I would say my honest opinion is that they taste better than my old favorites. Otherwise, I don't come out with it. I mean, ask Jared. I will not put a recipe into the cookbook. Well, the cookbook is the one that we have now is full. So I didn't put any recipes in the cookbook that are not delicious, that I don't just love. I mean, how many times do you think I cook a recipe and try to perfect it and change things and make it just awesome? Like y'all all go, oh, it's good. We like it. And then how much longer do I work on it, do you think? I would say it's probably at least a good six additional times that you make it. So at least you analyze it. it, you perfect it in I your mind. I ask everybody questions. And then once you it. write that down, <laughs> then you, you make it. Yeah. And then you tweak it and you tweak it some more. And then once you've perfected it, mm-hmm. you make it one more time just to be sure exactly. that the results are reproducible. And then it makes its way into, well, dig- I was going to say print, but digital print. Right. And <laughs> and then why do I do that? I mean, that's the question. Because I do the same thing with the newest recipes all get released into the membership. And so why do I do that with those when they come out? Why did I do that with all the recipes that are currently in the cookbook? 
I do that because number one, I'm picky about my food. Like I'm not a picky eater, but I want it to taste great. I don't want to sit down for something that I've taken time to prepare, even though these are the simplest things we've ever made. I don't want any of my time to be wasted. And I value your time. I treasure your time. I treasure your input into these recipes and things. If you've tried one, write us. Let us know what you think. I'd love to hear about it. Anita at PowerOnPlants.com. I want to hear what you think, and I ask our members consistently, what do you think? What recipes would you like? And I take the time to make them taste just as good or better because what I know is if it doesn't taste amazing, as good or better than your old favorites, you're never going to enjoy it and find plant-based joy. And therefore, you would never continue to do this long term. And we want you to enjoy this as much as we do because we look forward to what we eat every day, but it doesn't control us anymore. Like it's lost its hold. We don't have to plan our whole year around what we're going to eat. And I'm not eating one meal and thinking about what am I going to eat at the next? I can actually enjoy that meal because food physically loses its hold. And it's a beautiful thing. This is why I'm so particular about the recipes and what we put out for you guys. So these are recipes that you can trust to please your family members. You know, I've told the story about my brother before, and we went over to his house, and I took, we've had this happen with a lot of different people, but it's just such a good example because as of right now, I mean, I don't think he has a real heavy interest in going vegan or whole food plant-based, but when he eats the food, he loves it. So I made lasagna and he's going like, I know you don't eat cheese. I know you don't cook with cheese. But what is this? Because it's got cheese in it, you know, and he loved it. And he kept going back for more helpings of my lasagna because he liked it just as much or more than his old favorites. And that is what this is about. So these are the recipes that you can take with you to places you go and you can cook them when people come over and feel happy about it and be encouraged and sure that people are going to enjoy it if they typically enjoy that dish. Like if you have somebody ever and they typically don't like lasagna, they may not like it. Now I have to say, I have a son who was not crazy about lasagna and he actually loves this one. I think it's because of how the cheese made him feel. I really do. Just analyzing it and talking to him. I really think that's what it was because he never felt good after he ate it. Are you having fun and getting some helpful tips today? Then please leave mom and dad a review because they love getting to know you more. Friend, we hope you're enjoying this episode as much as we love sharing it with you. It's our prayer that it's inspiring you and filling you with hope. If so, would you stop right now and share this podcast with another woman who's been praying for a health breakthrough? It would be a huge blessing to us if you'd take a few seconds to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts too. And now... Back to the episode. I just had a thought, though. Is it really when people who are not plant-based eat a plant-based dish, is it that they don't like it because it's plant-based, or is it they don't like it because it doesn't taste good? Because mm. I'm thinking, and just to good what you're saying, point. we make, well, wow. in you... I say we, but she's the culinary genius behind all of this. But when we do these recipes and they taste so good, you don't have to worry about whether someone's going to like it. Right. You don't have to feel apologetic. Like, well, I brought my dish, but I'm sorry, it's just plant-based. No, you walk in there, hold your head Mm -hmm. high and say, I brought something and it's amazing. Yeah. This is delicious. And you know what? 
it's going to love you back. You're not going to feel heavy and weighed down. So these are things that you can feel confident in. Yeah. And you can know that without saying it. Like, I don't suggest you walk in somewhere and go, (laughs) hey, this is plant-based. You're going to like it. It's going to heal you, make you feel better. Now, all those things are true. (laughs) But they're true. But But the thing is, is if people try it without the idea in their head that this is plant-based or this is vegan, honestly, they just don't know. And generally, nine times out of 10, it's the thing that ends up gone. That's or laying out. <laughs> they taste and they think, man, this is good. If they find out it's plant based, they go don't back. care because Mm-mm. it was so amazingly delicious. It's so fun just to sit back and watch them go back for more. <laughs> like, but it's not like you're trying to sneak something in. It's just good. And you should be feel good about that. And you should be happy about the fact that you can provide dishes for them that are healing. And this is a way to open up conversation with people, too. That they can also heal and understand that they can eat out. They can have people over. They can go to other people's homes without worrying about it. I mean, I have um, a women's meeting coming up in our neighborhood that I've just been invited to. And she sent out and said, hey, I'm having the salad greens. All the other women are just bringing something to go on the salads. So I'm thinking they're probably going to just bring vegetables and things. So I'm going to bring baked potato cubes. So I'm going to cube my potatoes and bake those and let them cool off because that'll be a great hearty salad topping. Probably going to end up taking some garbanzos as well. And I may even throw in a salad dressing just so I know there's an option there for me that doesn't have oil in it because I don't want to eat oil. And I know what's in it. Yeah, well, dairy as well. So I don't know if it's going to be Thousand Island, blue cheese, ranch, balsamic vinaigrette. I just have no idea. I mean, there's so many great options. And the beauty of it is you can wait until that morning, wake up, see what you're in the mood for. Bam, five minutes later, it's done. That's the truth. Our dressings <laughs> seriously take five minutes. Kidding. Yeah, five minutes and it's done. You're right. And so this is the thing. I could take any of those things, but I, I love being able to take things and know what's going to be good, but it's going to make it stick to their ribs. It's going to be like, wow, you know, I've never thought about putting potatoes on my salad or I could take a whole grain pasta. I could take a gluten free like brown rice pasta or something like that. So these are the types of things that we love to teach and talk about. Like, what do you do when you go to somebody's house? What if it's a potluck? What if it's like a picnic outside? What are good things to take? You know, what do you do when you travel? What do you take for your travel foods? What do you eat uh, and where do you stay like that makes that easier for you? All these different things we love covering. And these are the things that you learn how to do as you go. What are time saving techniques? You know, ways to repurpose. This is a real life situation. Like people, people think. I have to meal prep. And you see people meal Every prepping. Every single meal. Oh, yeah. So like I spend whole weekend <laughs> meal prepping all these dishes so I don't have to cook all week. Well, I'd rather have something I can prep in 15 minutes or 10 minutes and it cooks itself while I'm doing other things with the family and then it's done. Or it cooks itself while I'm gone and we walk in the door and dinner's done. Like sometimes it's easier. And there's nothing wrong with doing some simple meal prep. We teach that as well. But when you can learn the three ways to repurpose meals, that can change everything for you. There's so many different tricks and tips and strategies that you need to know. But it's, I say so many, they're all simple. And when you start doing them, like Jared said, they just become what you do. Those are just the next steps that you take. And you add one upon another one at a time. And before long, you're in a whole different place. One change a week, 52 weeks in a year. That's 52 solid new changes you've made in a year. That's if you decide not to jump all in and slow works better for you. 
but a slow one change a week, 52 changes later is going to look real different for you. It's going to be less pain, less inflammation, weight loss that is not coming back on because you're going to enjoy the recipes. You're going to enjoy sharing this life with others, getting in community with those that are like-minded, that are going to build you up and continue to give you more ideas and share how they're doing things and what recipes they found and how they tweaked it and brainstorming. You know, I loved you in this game. I call it Beat Bobby Flay, but that's not really what it is. But you know how like on Beat Bobby Flay, they bring out the ingredients and the chefs have to figure out what to do. So I'll mention ingredients and we do these sessions in the membership, Beat Bobby Flay, where they have to, well, I should call it like Beat Anita R. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> where I give them these ingredients and then I say, what would you make? You know, you go to the store, you see this and this, it's fresh, it's in season. What would you make? And we brainstorm these things. And this is so much fun and so good for you on your journey just to keep sparking new ideas, too. And you were saying that after 52 different changes, you look completely different. You will reach a level where you then become, to some degree, a master. And, and what I'm thinking about as you're saying all this is that some of the members in our membership start coming up with new ideas. They take these principles, they run with it. They start introducing ideas where we think, wow, wow. we've not we ever thought about that. that. That's amazing. <laughs> I like that. Thing. You know, combination right. of herbs and other mm-hmm. foods or, or just whatever it is. Something different. So I want to say that as an encouragement. That There's always something new to learn. Always. It doesn't matter where you are on the journey. But eventually the student becomes the teacher. Yes, It will happen. Your life will look different. Mm -hmm. You will master these principles and it's going to happen gradually. Then you're going to start teaching other people and you're going to jump into community. And then you're going to start teaching those people that you're in community with. The people that you used to learn from, you'll start coming up with great ideas, sharing that and teaching that to them. And that's part of what I believe makes this sustainable. It makes it fun, makes it exciting. I don't want you to hear that and think, that's overwhelming. I'm going to have to teach all these people. I'm going to no, have to do no, that. No, 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 it just no. becomes a part of who you are. You love it. It becomes one of the things that you're so fired up about. And you just find yourself getting into conversations about it when you're out and about. People will notice what you're eating. The person that, at checkout is going to notice what you're buying. Trust me, there are going to be comments. And you'll <laughs> wow, have opportunities. Wow, your buggy looks really healthy. Yeah. You'll have opportunities <laughs> to say, yeah, and it's delicious too. I'm making blah, blah, blah. Oh, how do you make that? And so it's a great way to share the things that you're learning to help other people along because we are all about that, like just helping one person and then that person helps another person and then another person. And before long, there's this ripple effect and the people around you are all starting to feel better. It's amazing. Even if they don't make every single change you're making, just leading by example can make such a big difference in the life of your spouse your children, your grandchildren, your nieces and nephews, even your business partners. I mean, seriously, these things happen. And so it can make a huge difference. And your team, you know, what if you have a team and you're a manager, you're a business owner, they see what you're doing and you're able to share these things as you go. So it's not hard, but you've got to know how to make these real life situations work for you when your spouse or your children aren't all on board right away or companies coming or you're going to someone's house or you're going to a potluck or an event or you're dining out. What do you do when you're dining out? What do you eat? Where do you go? 
What, how do you make it enjoyable so that the most important thing while you're there is building relationships, right? And that really is the truth. But how do you let food lose its hold on you so you don't go crazy during that time? And it's amazing what plant-based does in that area. When you're traveling, how do you um, save time? Like with repurposing, the three different ways you can repurpose. And, oh man, this is another thing that's just huge. Like your environment at home, simplified living. Let me just tell you right now, your cleanup is going to become so much easier in your kitchen because I did not realize how grease accumulates over time. Like we would wash down. At certain times in the year, we would take times to just wash down our cabinets and things. I'm not talking like the daily wipe down. I'm talking like have to wash it because things would get greasy from the oils and the meats and things. We just don't have that anymore. We still wash things down, but it's not this oily chore. And I think you don't have that weird oily film. No, it's nowhere. It's gone. And then you think, okay, so if it's doing that to my cabinets and it's doing that to my stove, which is so much easier to clean now. And it's doing that to my countertops. What is it doing to the inside of my vessels? There you have it. I mean, say no more, right? right? I mean, that's what's happening. So these foods, these animal products, these oils, all these things that are damaging the inside of your vessels, causing things to stick, causing your blood to get sludgy like Oil is sludgy, right? And so your body cannot deliver the nutrients where it needs to, and it cannot get the garbage out. And so then we have things like our disc degenerating over time and gut problems where your gut breaks down and therefore you have autoimmune issues and or things like that. gut. Right. Which leads to autoimmune. At least and all, all those other things. things. But uh, I just wanted to throw that term out there because a lot of people right. hear it, but they don't really understand it. It's because the lining in your gut, which is one cell thick, breaks down because of the inflammation. And how does that happen? Because of what we feed our bacteria. And mm-hmm. then we have what, the, what we don't feed them as well. And what we don't mm-hmm. feed them. And so we don't have the good guys in there. We have the bad guys. And then, you know, it just it's a process on. It is. And so you think about all these different real life scenarios that we've talked about today. Things with family, the people around you, travel, living real world situations, eating out, going to restaurants. Um, We talked about traveling, all these different things. These are the things that you need to know in step number five to move the needle in your life. Because if you don't know how to navigate the things that you're going to be dealing with on a regular basis, it's just never going to work. And, and that's it, why this key is so and important. And it may end up becoming a roadblock. And we don't want that for you. We want you to know about these things ahead of time so that you can plan. Have a strategy in place. Boom. Hurdle. Accompli- over, overcome. overcome. There you go. Hurdle overcome. We hope that you have enjoyed this series as much as we have. We will recap the top five keys. And if you haven't heard all of these episodes, all five of them, Go back and start with 179, correct, Jared? 179. Okay, and listen to all the episodes because each one of these keys is so crucial to you getting to where you want to go. And so key number one is mindset, and it's also the myths. So it's not just about getting the mindset right. Part of that is busting the myths that are holding you back in your life from getting to where you want to be in your health so that you can thrive. And key number two is getting the food right. Key number three is all about the environment that surrounds you, the people, places, and things, because that is huge. That's a big key to your success. Key number four is all about testing Jared. 
Balancing the plate, baby. Ooh, you got it. (laughs) Balancing the plate. How do you make sure that it's well balanced and that you don't have any nutrient deficiencies? And key number five is simplified living, making real life situations manageable, attainable, and most importantly, enjoyable. I can't believe this series has come to an end so quickly. We would love to hear from you. Tell us one thing that you've learned from this series by reaching out to us, tagging us on Instagram, and let us know at Power on Plants Official. Let us know what you have learned from this series. One thing, just one thing that you've put into practice. I know you've learned a lot more than that, but one thing because we want to make it really practical. One thing you're doing that has brought change or one thing that you're going to do. Tag us on Instagram at Power on Plants Official. We cannot wait to hear from you and we look forward to spending more time with you again, sister, on Power on Plants.